Hey, what's up? I'm Russ. This is Dapper Dividends. This is this is Dapper Dividends. And thank you for popping on by for just a minute. We're going to talk dividends. I'm going to tell you what happened with Altria, some interesting things going on. I have two portfolios that I'm going to share with you, what's been popping and happening going on. But before we get into all that, Something very momentous has happened in my life. Now, the thumbnail, I'm sure you did see as you clicked on the video, that growth truly does happen outside of the comfort zone. And as people, we like what's comfortable. Comfort is very soothing and, for lack of a better word, comfortable. I've been at my current place of employment for just over 17 years. It's what's very well known to me. It's what's very comfortable and I made the decision after an opportunity presented itself. There's another company that's starting up that is in the same industry. And it has some people that I'm very familiar with, some very good quality people. And they're trying to grow it. They want me on board. And again, you know what? This I wasn't going to talk about this, but if you're watching this, this is testament to your brand. I have always been big in personal brand building your brand to be one of the people that a company, if you're an employer uh, or if you're an employee, excuse me, then you want to be one of those people that a business cannot run without. They are in dire need of your brand, your services, who you are, what you bring to the table, what you provide. And I've always likened it to a sports team where if the general manager said, we need to get rid of two people. I wanted to be one of those first names crossed off the list that I would stick around. And I have been very intentional in positioning myself to be this way, to be sought after and to want to be retained. But after weighing all the options and now having the chance to be the start of something new that's beginning and fresh and putting my stamp of of my um, who I am. I want to say je ne sais quoi, but that to me is a little cliche to say that. So there we go. I said it. And again, 17 years I've been with my company. They've been around for 49 years. So I'm going from something well-established to something very new, but has the potential to become something very, very cool. So that's what's been going on. That's what the thumbnail was. And let's get into the portfolios. The Bridge Dividend Growth Portfolio is the first one. This is what I am building to bridge the gap between whenever work becomes optional or we need to start using dividend income to pay for bills or to pay for trips, whatever we want. And when I am 59 and a half, because as the way the law is now, you cannot start withdrawing penalty free um, until you're 59 and a half from your IRA, 401k and such. So I'm building the bridge. I started this not in earnest until probably about a year ago. I had been trickling in and not building it like I should, but now it is full bore. I'm having a blast building it, sharing it with you. <laughs> and let's look at what we've done and bought this week. Five buys this week. We started it all off with PepsiCo. I'm buying one share a week, ticker symbol PEP at $131.65 with a 3.27% yield on cost which is very, very cool for such a big blue chip company. I love that. 
they gave me $4.30 of annual added income. Now, if you do look at some some screeners and whatnot, they will show the old dividend, but I'm using the new dividend rate. They did hike it from $4.09 to $4.30, which will be the dividend after this one. But regardless, that's what's coming. We know that's already had its stamp of approval. And again, I'm buying one share a week. Number 37 I bought. Number 38 will be on tap next week. But the thing is, it's number two position in the portfolio and it's getting a little big at 9.35%. So I'm going to try and keep that in check. I'm prepared to let it get to be about 15% of the portfolio, which for me is big. I really don't want anything over 10%. 10% is really kind of the, the maximum. Uh, a good comfort area is five to six, I think. So we're going to let that one run because I love Pepsi. And the goal is to get it to 100 shares so I can start selling covered calls and making about what I'm guessing 50 to $60 a week on the covered calls. So we'll talk about that. We've got a ways to go. Moving along next, I got three shares of Cisco Systems, ticker CSCO at 4559 3.25% yield on cost. So getting it, you know, the market comes down, the yields go up. That's why as a dividend growth investor, I sleep easy when the market goes down because dividend yields are going to go up. We get more bang for our buck. It's really just a win-win, which is why we love being dividend growth investors. That added $4.44 of dividend income. Cisco has a really low free cash ratio payout of 42.34%. That's the trailing 12 month, by the way. By the way, by the way, 8.6% earnings per share, five-year compound annual growth rate. I love that. You want to see really strong and healthy earnings per share growth. So you know that they're going to be able to keep not only paying, but growing the dividend. That's one of the first red flags is if you see earnings per share, if you see the earnings starting to tail off consistently and not something that's part of a cycle, then we may have bumpy roads down the road. <laughs> bumpy roads down the road. Next up, one of my favorites, but I've been neglecting it, Procter & Gamble, ticker PG, 128.09. Getting up there, almost 2.5% yield on cost for old PG. The 1830s they've been a company since added $3.16 of dividend income. Now, why is Procter & Gamble falling? This to me is pretty simple. I've been saying it, a lot of people have been saying that Procter & Gamble is a bond proxy, meaning that when the treasuries are low, when the bond yields are low, then people look for uh, yield elsewhere. They're starving for yield, they're thirsting for yield, they find it in companies like Procter & Gamble, which when yields were around 1%, Procter & Gamble was at 2%. You know, you're doubling your money by putting money into putting your money into something like Procter and Gamble. So this week, bond yields, the treasuries are rising, and when that happens, people start selling off and buying into um, the treasuries and getting out of companies like Procter and Gamble. But for me, hey, I'm all for it because Procter and Gamble is not going anywhere. And I really would like some shares cheap. I've been holding off because my average was about 118. And when it was in the 140s, that was just a little, little too rich for my blood. So I held out, but it dropped after I bought at 128.09. It dropped all the way into the 
121, 122. So I'm excited. Hopefully I can bore, buy more, bore more and buy more PG next week. Next up, Verizon ticker VZ. $57.18 with a 4.39% yield on cost. Not as big as AT&T, but for a, in my opinion, a healthier balance sheet for uh, this communications, this telecom company. Fantastic. Added $2.51 of dividend income. And with companies like Verizon and AT&T, we're not buying them for the growth. They are not going to be big growth companies. We're buying that for the dividend, for the consistent and growing dividend uh, payments and income for that sweet, sweet passive income is what we're buying for. Move it along. Next, one share of Leggett and Platt, ticker LEG. A lot of people aren't familiar with Leggett and Platt. What they do is a lot of sofas, bed springs, mattresses, car seats, cushions. They have all things that cushions. If you sit on it, chances are it's coming from Leggett and Platt. $44.22. Uh, is what I bought the share at with a 3.62% yield on cost. So they're getting up there, added $1.60 of dividend income. And dividend aristocrat Leggett and Platt has been, and it rhymes, has been paying a dividend for 49 years, an increasing dividend for 49 years. And they are only one and a little over one and a quarter percent of the portfolio, which I want to build up. That's going to be my next point. You'll see later. And their dividend uh, yield right now is 11% above the five-year average. So I think I'm going to add more Leggett and Platt next week. I got to do it. I like them. They're super safe. Not sexy at all. Not a sexy dividend company, but that's okay. We're going to add them. So let's see what is going on next with the dividend income breakdown. $1,953.81. It's getting really close to that 2 k a year. 162 bucks a month, uh, $37 a week, $5.35 a day, and $0.22 cents an hour. Now that big red circle going around the 1601, that's what we added from all the shares on the previous page this week was $16.01 of income coming to my family. The SDIRA, Dividend Growth Portfolio, this is one where I took $30,000 from the IRA back in March and just to have some fun because I wanted more options than the mutual funds. You're very limited. That money was over at American Funds and it's still a big chunk there, but you can't sell covered calls. You can't buy individual stocks. You can't buy, it's mutual funds. It's big funds. You still can get exposure to companies like Procter & Gamble and whatnot, but I really enjoy covered calls and boosting the dividend income. So I had no dividends received in either account and I had one purchase, a big purchase, as we will see here with Altria. Now, if you remember, I had a covered call that was assigned all the way on the left. You see that was for a $43.50 strike covered call means I have 100 shares and I sold somebody the option or if they wanted to, to buy those at $43.50. So they paid me about $34 for that privilege and the shares went up. It went in their favor. 
the shares were well over 43.50, so they exercised it or they assigned it, which I was assigned the contract. I had to fulfill my obligation, sell them the 100 shares at 43.50. So I received, as you can see on the bottom here, I received $4,349.90 because there was a 10 cents processing fee going to old Chucky Schwab. So what did I do with that money? Well, shares moved up. That was unfortunate, but I want to hold Altria. The third week of March, they have their uh, ex-dividend date. So I need to hold those shares by the third week of March. And if this contract is exercised, then I have enough time to buy back another 100 shares. So I can get that 86, 87 cent. I forget what it is. Dividend, I should know. It's one, I think 86 cents. And I will be able to buy back in and sell another covered call as you see, like I did here. So I bought those shares back at $4,515. Now my average was way, way down below. I believe it was 39 and change. So I made some money on that when those shares were assigned to me and I bought another 100 shares at $45.15 or 4,515. And as soon as I bought those, literally like 10 minutes later, I sold a covered call and I received $139.35 after the 65 cent commission. So it was for $140. I received that money. It's a $44 strike and the price fell out on Friday. The price came down and I sold it for 140 and I could have bought it back already for I believe 91 or $92 if I chose to. So I could have locked in that money and we'll see, I think the market's going to take a little bit of a dip here. So with those 100 shares back, it did boost the annual dividend income to $1,649.29, given $137 a month, $31 a week, $4.52 a day, and $18.83 per hour. So what is on the to-do list this week? Watch the market. They always say you should have plenty of dry powder uh, in order to be able to take advantage of these dips or if there's a flash crash, which nowadays that's probably something we should be looking at is to have enough money at the reserve and the ready to take advantage of some of these great prices. PepsiCo number 38 is on tap. That one will be a no-brainer. And then building up the portfolio, building up the two percenters, the under two percenters, I have six companies that are under 2%, well, seven, including Wells Fargo. Um, but I am going to be looking at adding uh, Archer Daniels Midland, ticker ADM, MetLife, ticker MET. Uh, by the way, insurance companies, I really love the insurance companies because they were in, they are in the financial sector and that sector was being pulled down in the whole wake of the banking regulations when they put a cap and the freeze on the dividends. And the insurance companies were part of that. Now, I'm a big fan of the insurance companies. I have been. I love that they are able to invest the premiums. People pay them money and they may never pay that money out. So they take in a lot of money and they buy treasuries. And what did we just talk about? That treasury yields will be going up or they are going up right now. So that is good for the insurers. That's going to be meaning more money for them into those fixed equities. 
fixed instruments, and then that's more money for the shareholders coming in. That's better for their balance sheets. So companies like MetLife, Prudential, ticker PRU, and uh, Aflac, I, I'm very close to starting a position in Aflac. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm biding my time for Aflac to start dropping in price. Leggett and Platt, going to add more. Verizon, Procter & Gamble. So you can see a little bit of the... Um, a little bit of the pattern here that I've been buying companies that are under 2%, gonna try and build those up and get those up and going. And then I have five shares of Wells Fargo. I don't like it, it's probably a mistake and I would like to get out of Wells Fargo. So good chance that I will be exiting Wells Fargo this week. And here we are at degrim.com. Link in the description below for the SDIRA and the bridge portfolio as we're looking at here. Click on it, you will be taken here and you can see everything that's going on. Now I did start this in January. I'm not gonna go back and put in all of the days I bought every individual equity over the last two years. It's crazy, I'm just using this so you guys can follow along at home and see this portfolio grow and what I'm doing, what I have. Now this is right now sorted by the cost basis and the value. So obviously Pepsi's number two, Altria's number one, and you can see that all the way at the bottom are those companies I was talking about. You can see the ones at the bottom from Procter & Gamble on down, that's what I'm gonna be focusing on. Uh, outside of my share of Pepsi. Oh, and you may be wondering, you may be asking yourself, what happened with Lockheed Martin? Well, what happened with Lockheed Martin is they started going up and up and right against that $350 range. I thought that was just a little bit too steep for my liking. So hopefully they're gonna come down here a little bit even more. They are at $330, which is fantastic, but I spent all my dry powder buying everything else. And by the way, Lockheed Martin is starting to get up. I think it's the number six position or so in the portfolio. I really enjoyed sharing this with you. If I have helped you out in any way, shape or form, please help me out uh, by liking and subscribing to the channel. I would really appreciate it. It would really help me know that you like what I'm doing here. And please, expertise comes from the community. So leave a comment in the comments section, if you didn't know, below. <laughs> I will touch base with you. We'll talk, we'll chat, see if we get some community talk going. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check me out on Instagram at Dapper Dividends. Remember, none of this is financial advice. This is just, just my thoughts and opinion from a, a little old welder to you uh, sharing my journey here as we travel to fire. And I will talk to you in the next video. Thank you.